we're going to say in a few minutes. We're going to say two, two of the kinnas from the Holocaust from the Shaya. The kinna of Rav Shvab, the Karsh of Racha, and the kinna of the Lubav Rebbe Shusayyelainu. At the end of the kinna of Rav Shvab, the kinna of Hazaychem Askira, of Dadarsha, Kadarsha, at the end, the next to last bias, next to last stanza, of the Kinev of Shwab. writes, We are still here. We are still here. A people bereft, bewildered like orphans. Without any grace at which to pray. And without any matzavis. At which to shed the tears. From our seared hearts. The blood of their sacrifice is their only memorial. <clears throat> the truth is that every, t- every single time that I speak, and it's probably most of the times even at home, it's about this Indian. And every year by the time we finish crying, I, I, I'm certain that, that it won't be again, that we won't be saying this again, or we'll be saying it, but in a different way, with a different niggin. One of the, one of the told me, told me yesterday after Mincha that there was a tzaddik that, that took an empty cup on, on Tisha B'av, and he said, and he said, the Nusach of the Titan Lano Hashem Lakeinu, I guess the Chesidim got scared, there's nothing in the cup. He said the Nusach of Kiddush, Titan Lashon Makenu is Yom Chag Atishabav, that it should already be Yom Chag Atishabav, that's filled with the wine of Geula. And I always, I always say at this point, now that I said by Yiska so many times, I'm getting really, it's, it's very, very frightening how much longer things can go on. There are still amongst us, or Hashem, there are still Yidin who have been through the, through this, through this um, that Rav Schwab is describing. But there are, are fewer and fewer. And it's becoming very hard to hold on. So that Mashiach will be up to Mechabed. One of the survivors with, a, with that kais, with that kiddush. So I mentioned last year. This has become a, a it's become a point of reference in, in my life. The trip. Your lives haven't spoken about it that much. The 
It was one of the fellows that came, actually. A few of the people that came there, but that took pictures. And film of when we were in Poland last year. And then... <coughs> so, going to the Kivet Sadikim... Going to the Kivet Sadikim was a very, very uplifting experience. Even though, as I mentioned, the surroundings are pretty depressing. The destroyed shuls and kahilas and uh, and the happy Polish peasants running around the countryside that's saturated with our blood. All of that's depressing. And by the way, the Polish built a lot of nice homes over there. It's not like I imagined it to be. It's not like in the Ukraine. It's a lot of nice houses they made for themselves. The soil is very good over there for planting and for building. So the, going to the Kivet Tzadikim was, was exceptionally uplifting. Many of the many of the Ahalim, many of the oils have been fixed up in particular, the Kozhan Samagid's oil. It's, I, I, it's beautiful. And the other Kivet Tzadikim, Yitzhak Vorka, it's all the way on top of a mountain. It's pouring rain, thundering. And then you come to the, the scene over there, and it's like a, you feel like you're in Ganeidon Mikadon. And we were able to make, all of us that went, we were able to, we tried to make a kesher with the tzaddikim who are buried in those places. We were also to be, Baruch Hashem, after Poland, we were to be in Austria, in Czechoslovakia, we were to be by the Chassam Seifer, we were to be by the Rebbe Pshmolke, by Mordechai Benet, by the Morale, by the Behuda and so on. And in each place we learned some tires of that Sadiq. And we were able to sing a little bit and we made his kashas. We tried to make his kashas to the to the Sadiq who's in that place. <coughs> the last stop in Poland was was in Auschwitz. And Auschwitz, and next door, of course, is Birkenau. Auschwitz is one big, miserable place. And over there, suddenly, you're by yourself. Because everybody knows that the Indian of Eshtatchus by Kivet Tzadik, which is a very, very big Indian, I mean, if a person should learn the Kuntus Eshtatchus from Mitle Rabbi, Sosiwan, and other Tzadikim, that to go to a Kever of Tzadik is a very, very big Indian. And there are different Madragas. There, 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 the Mitle Rabbi talks about five Madragas, but there are different Madragas of how you can connect to the Tzadik who's buried in that place. And a person should know when you go to Kivet Tzadik, what is it you're davening? What, what happens over there? And when we were going, I was talking to, to, on the bus to the island about what's the Indian of Eshtatchus by Kivet Tzadikim, and the, what does that mean? What are you davening and how, how can you connect your, on some level, your, your nefesh, your ruach neshama, to the nefesh ruach neshama of the tzaddik was buried in that place. So, 
when you come to when you come to Auschwitz, Maidanik, by Lublin, you come to Auschwitz, it's close to Krakow. So when you go to these places, of course, there are no kvarim and there are no matzevis. There are no graves. There are no matzevis. Those of you who have been to Maidanik know that when you walk in Maidanik, you put your hand in the, in the dirt. You pick up the pieces of bones too. In the dirt. But a matzeva, a tzian, a kever, you don't have. And I, I don't think that I ever cried in my life the way that I cried over there at Birkenau. The other places, you're holding on to a kever and you feel, ah, here the psodic is here, here a label is here. Here it's a vulka, here's the Ramah, here's the Maral, and you feel such a hava and such a skashus, and you feel that you're together. And then when you come to the, when you come to to Auschwitz, <coughs> I don't mean the concentration camp Auschwitz, but there they made it into a thing that looks like a college campus. They fixed up and built and that. But in Birkenau, next door, Birkenau, that's where my, my grandparents were, were all killed. My, my, my mother was. When you come to when you come to to Birkenau. So you walk, you walk down this railroad track. It's where the cattle cars used to bring them. We've seen pictures, and they even have some films. And it goes on and on and on. It's very, very long. We walk the whole length. It takes a good, let's take a good 20 minutes, maybe, just to walk to the end of the track. And the sun was setting at that time, and you just you just keep on walking, and, and there are no graves, there are no matzevas. When we got to the end, I spoke to the chaver that I was with, very delicious Eden from all different backgrounds. And all of my life, I spent all my life, I was dreading, imagining what it would be like to be in this place. So my grandparents were killed in that place and and, and the earliest memories that I have are talking and whispering and things that are connected to that place. But we are still here, a people bereft, bewildered like orphans, no graves at which to pray, no two tombstones at which to shed the tears from our seared hearts. When you get to the end of the track, there's one of the one of the 
barracks was there that was burnt, that was half burnt, destroyed, all the way at the end. There were lots and lots of candles that were lit. There were Israeli soldiers I spoke about by Yiska. There were Israeli soldiers that were there before us. A whole Cheva came. And there were, must have been, must have been 100 or 200 candles. Yatzite, you know, lamps. Candles that were lit all around this place at the end. And and um, the feeling of of emptiness of not having of not having a matzeva. I don't know what I was expecting. That you get to the end and then there are six six million matzevas or something. I mean, I knew that. I know that you don't have such a thing. But maybe there'd be six million matzevas or something, something like some plaques or some. Thing with your grandparents' names and family, the rest of the aunts and uncles and everybody, their names, and you put a rock there or a sacrificial tilum or something. But at the end, there's nothing. There's nothing, just beautiful forest. And I was thinking about this. I never thought about that until that time. What it must have been like for my parents not to have any cemetery to go to. I never thought about it. What does that mean? I've never been in that parish to know what it's like to lose Khalilah. What does that mean not to have a kevin, not to have a metzeva? That's what this kina is about. That we remain like orphans without without the kever, without 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 metzevas, without kvarm to go cry. When you're at a metzeva, you're in at a when you're at a kever, you're able to go to a grave, you have some nechama. There's a physical thing. And we know that the Swaram tell us that the Nishamas are connected to that place when you go to the base of Chaim. The Nishamas are connected to that place. And you feel a Nicham. Where's the Metzavis? And where are the Kvarim? Last year when I was talking to the Chavah, I spoke about us, the children of the survivors, being the Metzavahs and the Kvarim. It's a morbid way to put it. But I know that my sister and I are the place where my parents have cried. And we're the Metzavahs, we're the Kvarim, we're what they have, that generation has to hold on to. Because the past was completely taken. There is no past. And the memories are slipping away. One of the great tzaddikim who survived, the Nisim and the Flos who survived the Holocaust, was the great Goyen Tzaddik, 
Rabbi Yeshua Moshe Aronson. Zeichel Tzad of Kosh Levach. We don't came to Israel. It was a big Rav in Israel. Rav Shulis, a big Talmud Chacham, a huge Talmud Chacham. So he talks about this. He talks about the graveless, matzavelous world after the Holocaust. And he and he's struggling with this himself. And he asked, why is that? That how did such a thing happen? That after all that we went through, we had nowhere to go. For a little Nechama. We had nowhere to go. But the parents, everybody was was all ashes. So there was no place to go. So the Tzaddik of Aronson, he writes and explains. You know the Chazal say that Jews who are killed are Kiddush Hashem. That no creature, no being can stand in their mechitza, can be in their place. They have such a high madrega. No birya can be in their dalramas. Because the, such a madrega, whoever was killed al Kiddush Hashem is in such a high madrega. Nobody can come close to them. So Aaronson says, because of that, our parents, those who were killed in such a in such a way during the Holocaust, there's no mechitzas haguf. They're on such a madrigi. He said that they went beyond any gather of anything gashmi. There can't be any physical remnant because the madriga of those who were tormented and who were killed in that way is so the madriga is so great and so high that there can't be a physical makkah it's, it's something which just defies anything that's physical it's so beyond anything that's physical it's so chutz from the gather what happened there is so chutz from the gather of anything that ever happened in this world that even the Aish Kodesh, when he was writing, when he gave the drush, at the beginning, you know, of the Mucham, we've gone over it many times, at the beginning of the Mucham, he said, we have to know that this is part of the, it's a hemshech of the Churban, and why, and people are saying that it was, it's a, but really we had a Churban by a but then at the end, before he died, he wrote, there was never anything like this. There was never anything like it. Nothing ever happened like this. And because of that, the Tzaddik writes, that there can't be a mokim. There can't be anything physical to contain even a sharaim of such an Indian. And the only way that can be nechami, he said, is ha-mokim yinachem. Rakhu levada yochel anachem alzeh. There's nothing, only a, only a person who has a kesher to the bari of only someone who could run to Hashem, who's called ha-mokim. Can find the Chama. Hamanachim Tzion uboyne Yerushalayim. That Rav Aronson says, Hu Asher Yenachamenu. There's no rock. There's no monument. 
There's no kever, there's no matzaiver that can give nechama. Only anoichi, anoichi, hu menachem, only Hashem is born, can give nechama. Hamoki menachem eschem. And that's what it means, he says, Nachemu, Nachemu, Ami, Yoima, Elokeichem. That at the end, all of the Metzayimus and all of the oils and all of the places that we have to hold on to and to go to, at the end, because of what took place in the Holocaust, where six million of our brothers and sisters and our parents, grandparents and our Mishpacha, six million Yidin, Yidin, were lifted up to a place, were crushed and, and made into ashes. That they left nothing behind in this world. And there can't even be a kever or a matzaiva. For that, there can only be the ultimate necham of hamokim yinachim. There's no place, it's only hamokim. Hashem, who's the makam shalaylam, can give necham. And that's the necham of nachmu, nachmu, am. He can only be yom elokeichem. Nachmu, nachmu, am, yom elokeichem. Only Hashem can do such a thing. The one who is not bound to physical reality. And Dabra Levi Yushalayim Vikiru See, if you look in Ibn Ezra, on the Pasik Shabbos Nachmu, Ibn Ezra says, <coughs> what does it mean, Dabra Levi Yushalayim? What's the heart of Yushalayim? Dabra Levi Yushalayim. He says, Levi Yushalayim is the heart of Knesset Yisrael. It means the Jewish people. Dabra Levi Yushalayim Vikiru The king that finishes and goes on, Rav Schwab continues and says, we have no, so he says, so okay, we have no kvarm l'shtateyach, v'lo matzeves eifel livkai, so we have no matzeves, where to cry? Yevovah's leva v'raseyach, to shed the tears from our seared hearts. Rak nischei hadam azkiraisam, The blood of their sacrifice is their only memorial. The blood which will seethe forever. The blood of Zechariah Novi was finally appeased. But the blood of the Harugei Hashoah is blood which will seethe forever. Never to be forgotten. And then he says... Vaharei Efrei Akedasam Trumais Dishne Mizbeach. The mountains of ashes, their last offering. The ash heaps at the altars are their tribute for all time to come. Now, there was, there was one very beautiful and sickening and grotesque mockum where we were able to say at something and to cry and that was in Maidanic which is I wouldn't say it's even a stone's throw from Lublin it's not a stone's throw all the neighbors, all the, all the Polacks live behind a fence not more than 10 feet from where, from where uh, Jews were being gassed and burned. And not just Jews, there were others there. Many others. 
So, have, has anybody here been to Maidanik? Yeah? So a few have been to Maidanik, not so many. So they have a Maidanik place there. Under this big dome, they gather together some. Some of the ashes that they found. From that was left. And you probably saw in books, pictures. And they made from this a big mountain. There's this big mountain that's under this dome. And there's a chain there and a thing uh, uh, that keeps, you can't go up, up there. But you could stand next to it. It goes high up, I don't know, like 30, 40 feet more higher of ashes that they just swept together. That must be what Rav Schwab, one of the, he's referring to over here when he says, the Harei Efrei Akedasam, the ash heaps at the altars, the mountains of ashes, their last offering. So he calls this Trumais Dishnei Mizbeach. Trumais Dishnei Mizbeach. Like the Trumais Adash, the Beis Amigdish. Trumais Dishnei Mizbeach. The stuff, the ashes that were left over from the night before, from the Karbanas. I said before, a minute ago, I said, very beautiful, a beautiful and sickening place. What's so beautiful? What's beautiful about a mountain of ashes? But now we understand. There's a Mishnah in Sukkah. The Mishnah in Sukkah is telling us about how, how things were going, how beautiful it was, Sukkah and Besamikdish. And it says in the Mishnah, Bishas, Ptiros, and Mahainoimim. That when they would leave the Beis Hamikdash, when they would leave the Beis Hamikdash, what would they say? Yoifilacham is beach. Yoifilacham is beach. Ah, the mizbeach is so beautiful. Yoifilacham is beach. Yoifilacham is beach. The mizbeach is so beautiful. Now, what's so beautiful? To use the word Yoifilacham, Yoifilacham is Beach. That the Mizbeach is beautiful. The Mizbeach is a place of blood, of fat, of ashes, of bones, of limbs. So, one of the great Tzadikim, Begain Oilam, who everybody here I'm sure heard of, who survived the Mulchama. We continue on and write one of the most important Shuvah Svarim of modern times. Rabbi Chil Yaakov Weinberg is the author of what Seifer? Sri Deish. The Shuvah Sri Deish. So the Sri Deish in the Jerusha, after Muhammad, the Sri Deish explains this Mishnah. It's a horrible, disgusting place. Ashes and bones and blood. And the Svidesh writes that, of course, the Pneumius of Yoifil Chamez Beach, 
Chazal tells us, Novitz Rebbe Nossen, the Gemara says, but bring, brings a little bit more in the Medrash, <coughs> tells us that when Titus Arosha went in to the Beis HaMikdash, he went over to the Mizbeach, <coughs> the Mizbeach had on it still ashes and so on, he went over to the Mizbeach and he, was, he began to pound this Rosha was astonished that God, that the God of the Jews would allow this to go on, for what, to what, go on for what He was doing. And He gave. It says He was Maka, He was banging Al Gabi Mizbech, and He said, "Zev, Zev." He called Hashem a wolf. Zev, Zev. Kamashvarim nishkatu alecha. But how many cows, how many animals were shechted on this Mizbeach? How many birds were cracked and broken? When you are lying, you are going to destroy the entire world. We are not even allowed to save. Chazal bring down. Are you only going to be satisfied when the whole world is destroyed? How many animals have been shechted? How many birds? How many Malikas Aif? How much blood has been spilled in the Mizbeah? Are you, are you going to destroy the whole world? That's what the guy Titus was screaming and banging on the Mizbeah. So the Sri Daesh, who survived the fire of the Holocaust, the Sri Daesh says, that Yoifil the Mishnah in Sukkah is hinting, of course, the Pshat is talking about the Yoifi of the Korbanis. But in Pneumius, the Pneumius, the Sridei says, is talking about the Mizbeach of Jewish history, the Mysterious Nefesh. And the Sridei says that from our hearts, the survivors' hearts, there rises up a scream. Kamashchitas Nishchitu Alecha. How many Jews have been killed for your sake? How many babies have been killed on your Mizbeach? How much disgrace and humiliation have we suffered in your name? This is the Mizbeach of our people, the sacrifices of our people. Come at Philois, How many Tfilos have we poured out on this Mizbeach of our history? Come at Philois, we've given up so much. For your sake. Your Mizbeach has asked a lot of us. And much has been sacrificed on this Mizbeach. And even Titus Hirosha couldn't believe how hungry this Mizbeach is. 
Vuchol zoyz the Swedish writes, Shem chaloysha chachnu na'al tishkacheinu. So the Mizbeach, the Akedis, the life of Am Yisrael, the years that Rav Schwab is crying about, and the Kina is about, and the Baba Rebbe, years that were filthy with blood, with the Avorim, with the limbs and the organs of our families. The mountains of ashes, the last offering, the ash heaps at the altars, the tribute for all time to come. So we are the ones who remain without Metzavis to cry out, without Kvarim to go to, to be Mishatayah. But we still, after everything, have a And therefore, and because of that, we're able to look at that mountain of ashes in Maidanik. And we're able to scream out also, And we're proud that we're the children and the grandchildren of Jews who died on Kiddush Hashem in the Holocaust and before the Holocaust in all of the years and that's something that we have to feel on Tisha B'Av also Rabbi Isai we have to feel that on Tisha B'Av too <coughs> the beauty of Yoyfi L'cham Ezbeach Yoyfi L'cham Ezbeach I want to share with you I mentioned the earlier this remarkable collection of Hakdam is written by Tzadikim from the Holocaust, Hakdams of the Svarim. I mentioned before the Chusterav, Reb Sheila Greenwald. So Sheila, in his Sefer Chesed Yeshua, which itself is a nace, he wrote Chuvas. He had many, many, many more Chuvas. He had lots of Ksavim. Everything was, of course, everything was lost. And it happened that after the Muhammad, somebody found, blowing in the wind, there were papers in, 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 uh, in Chust. They, and they gathered together a bunch of papers. And this was the basis of the Sefer, papers that they found after the Muhammad, that made it through snow and rain and everything. They found papers of, of, of Shia Greenwald's papers, and he was able to put together some of them. In the Hakadah, the Chesed Yeshua, the Chustarov writes what he remembered. He wrote it after Muhammad. He wrote down what he saw, some of what he saw, beyond any description that we could ever ever dream of in a fiction. And this is how he ends. But it's Kedai to get to get the book and to read inside. This is how he ends. Listen carefully, because it's a little bit hard. I know you're tired. 
Listen. And so I conclude with a thought regarding Parshish Chayisar. What's the Pasuk? And Yitzhak went out to meditate in the field toward evening. And he lifted his eyes and he saw camels approaching. So the Chusterov writes, the holy books that Shrama Kedoshim explain that Yitzchak Avinu went out to Davim for the Beis HaMikdash, which he called a field. Because in the future it would be like a field. Tziyayin Soda Techrash. Tziyayin will be plowed like a field. So Yitzchak Avinu went out. He went out to the field. Because he saw that in the future there was going to be a Chubim Beis HaMikdash was going to be plowed and made into a field. When did he go Lifnais Arav? It's exactly when we were in Birkenau. Lifnais Arav, toward evening, refers to the exile, which resembles darkness. And we see he was unable to mitigate the Jews' troubles during the time prior to the coming of Mashiach. The Yitzhak Avinu went to be Mamtik the Dinan. He's Gvur, he's Din. And the deepest, deepest Chasadim come out from the Hamtokas HaGvurus. And Yitzhak, who's Din, is Vayetze Yitzhak, where? He went out to the field. He went out to the place of the Beis Amigdash, which would become a field. And if there's no question that Yitzhak went out to other fields where there are no metzavis, no buildings and no monuments. And he wanted to be Bantik the Dinan. He was unable to mitigate the Jews' troubles during the time prior to the coming of Mashiach, Lifnois Erev, toward the evening. But he saw through divine inspiration, through Ahakaidish, that all those who wrongly caused the Jews' anguish would be repaid. He wasn't able to save us. He wasn't able to save the Beis HaMikdash. He wasn't able to save my grandparents or your grandparents. Yitzchak wasn't able to save. He wasn't able to do that. But he saw in Ruach HaKadosh that all those who wrongly caused the Jews' anguish would be repaid. For it, is, for it is as though they harm the apple of Hashem's eye. And God will bring retribution. God will bring retribution on the proud and on the murderers. And He will reward all those who suffer and are tormented. He doesn't say the past tense who suffer and are tormented, because torment cleanses a person of his sins. As the Gemara says in Brachas, this is alluded to in the Bible, when he saw, what does it mean? He saw this Ruha Kaidish, that our enemies are going to be punished. That's what it means. Let's put it together. Yitzchak Avinu went to be Mamtik the Dinim, in the field which is the base of Mikdash being destroyed and all future Chorbanas. He wanted to be Mantik Adinim when Lifnais Arab because he saw that before Mashiach there's going to be in the evening of exile terrible suffering. 
But he wasn't able to do that. But Vayisa Einav, he lifted up his eyes with his Ruach Kaidish Vayar and he saw Hine Gemalim Boim Camels. Gemalim is a lotion of what? Of Gemul. And Gemul means retribution. The punishment will come. This is alluded to in the Torah passage in Tzavah. Listen to this. It says in Chumash, V'hoyam Mizbeach Kodesh Kadoshim. And the Mizbeach that we're talking about, the Mizbeach, the altar, the mountain of ashes. V'hoyam Mizbeach Kodesh Kadoshim. Kol Hanogeya B'Mizbeach Yigdosh. Whatever touches the Mizbeach shall become holy, shall be consecrated. The Chusterab says, in other words, those souls who were orphaned up on the altar are most holy. Those who were killed are Kodesh Kadoshim. As Chazal say in Basra, as we said before, no one can stand among the Kadoshim killed by the government, by the Goyim. But even those who only touched the Mizbeach, the Mizbeach, those who actually killed, Kodesh Kadoshim. Can't go near them. No Matseva. No Kever. Nothing. Only Hamakim. Hashem. No one can go near them. But Kolanageya Bemizbeach. But not only that, he said, but even those who only touch the altar, what does that mean? If Sheila says, who suffered agony and terrible torment, and who were going to be offered up and burned, but were miraculously saved. Those who touch the Mizbeach will have their sins atoned for and will receive good things. I can't tell you how much Nechama I had from this. That even those who weren't killed, those who survived, but those who survived touched the Mizbeach, who touched the altar. They were not made into ashes. But for all intents and purposes, their entire lives afterwards, They touched the Mizbeach. Who were going to be offered up and burned, but were miraculously saved, will have their sins atoned for and will receive good things. Receive good things, I suppose that's us. And this generation, and the ability to see with learning, with Torah, with Yiddishkeit, with us, with the children and grandchildren, because whatever touches the Mizbeach shall become holy. This is what it means when it says, He lifted his eyes, he saw what would happen to the Jews in the future. And saw camels, gemalim coming, remuneration, which means gemulim in two senses. Punishment for the persecutors, punishment for the Rishoyim, punishment for the murderers, punishment for those who tormented us. And gemul, gemulim toivim. And reward for the persecuted. May God thus help us see the complete downfall of the evil murderers. And the exaltation of our groaning oppressed nation. May God gather together the scattered people. May joy and gladness overtake them. And may sorrow and sighing flee speedily in our times. Amen. The Kina ends. Mi Yamalo Tsar Yisrael. Who can retell Yisrael's pain? Minds dazed with grief. 
Ushairis of Pe'er, the Isis of Pe'er. What are the Isis of Pe'er? Aether. Shattered remnants of former glory. Sha'iris of Pe'er. Parents and grandparents. Great grandparents. Sha'iris Pe'er is Isis Aether. Shattered remnants of former glory. They're alive, but they were crushed into Aether. And our parents and grandparents, the survivors of the living monuments, of the Matsathis, that we have to hold on to for as long as we can. And Hashem should give them strength and health, all of them who are still alive who are with us. Shattered remnants of former glory. These people that were still Zaycha to meet, the young people now don't know what this is. Not that I'm sold myself, but I grew up with these shoes. Not only in my house, but I grew up in the shul, in the shul, in the community. These are the people we grew up with. And we didn't appreciate back then what that meant. Shattered remnants of former glory. Kima'at air. Only a little bit left. Living merciful God, comfort, comfort your flock which yearns for you. cause a new light to shine. To bring forth rays of new glory. So that the Ruach of Hashem will be able to rest upon us once again. Hashem's book should help. This should be the last time that we should have to talk about these in Yonan, like this, on a Tishbav like this. We should be Zaycheh to see. One of the survivors, long before next Tishavav, make Kiddush on a kais Malayai. Yibona Hamikdash Yitzsiyan Tamalai. Yibona Hamikdash Yitzsiyan Tamalai Visham Nash Yashia Chadash. And she be a kais Yayin Malay. Kivikas Hasham. And on that day Hasham will bring together all the ashes. The ashes like we saw in Navi. Formed together into the bodies of all those from all of the generations, and we'll be able to sing that song and to be able to bench together with David Malkin Mashiach, with the Gulashim Vamitis, from Hebi Amen Amen.